Simple Church and good morning. Happy December, man. We are in the month of Christmas and we are that close, man. Only 20 days away and it's going to be that wonderful time where you wake up on Christmas morning, have some fun with your family, your kids. So I just want to tell you right from the beginning of December, Merry Christmas and thank you for helping us this morning. We got a lot going on out there, but I wanted to make sure that I gave you a message today to encourage you, hopefully inspire you and maybe make it a better day today. So thank you for tuning in watching. All of those in Shreveport, Bossier, you're out there working hard, so I can't thank you enough. Uh, doing all of the five for five uh, locations. It means the world to us that you would get up this morning, get your family going, and get out there and serve the people of our community. So thank you. And for all of our friends watching online, thank you for giving, for being faithful, for even tuning in on a day like today when we don't have regular services. But we got a regular sermon for you, and it's coming to you right now. We're going to have a little fun with it. We are continuing the Holiday Survival Guide. And if you're wanting to know what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to try to give you some advice. I'm going to try to give you some help to help you get through this month of December. But before we move into that, i got to do a little flashback here. Because these Sundays right here are special. We're going to have some fun with it. And I did a little research back on my computer, went back in time to 2013 when we did a Christmas series. And that Christmas series was called A Very Funky Christmas. And you go, what was that all about? It was all about the funk of Christmas and how we can get through it. And we had a special guest, too. You might recognize this guy. This was one of the biggest events in the Simple Church history. We packed out CenturyLink Arena, and we had a ton of fun. Man, great music, man, lights flashing with our phones, a Wham City lights, and a special guest. That's right. It's Sinbad. Nobody bigger than the funk master. So have a little fun with me. Let's recap and look back with un seen footage. That's right. Never seen before. This is the first time ever it was recorded, but we've never played what we're about to show you now. Some pretty fun stuff. So enjoy it. I'll see you in a couple of minutes. Funky Christmas. Let's get this party started. Look at somebody right now and say, I'm ready to have a good time, y'all. A good time, good Classic. Fred Flintstone up in the club. There it is. It is now time for the master of funk. Give it up for Mr. Sinbad. On the guitar. Give it up for Mr. Sinbad. Sonny's got a bit of view. Sun is supposed to light for you. Get 
feel strength to carry on, yeah. Yeah, make your body big and strong, yeah. You're a shining star, no matter who you are. You know, Christmas can be fun and sometimes it can be funky. When you're a child, Christmas is fun. When you're a parent, Christmas is funky. I mean, for children, you need to know the truth about Santa. Santa, he buys most of the expensive stuff. Santa brings all the expensive stuff, and your parents, we get the cheaper stuff. So if you didn't get what you wanted, that's Santa's problem. Where are my teenagers? My teenagers, because y'all the ones going through the most. Teenagers, y'all going through the most. Y'all go, y'all going through the most changes because y'all think the world's against you. And God, no one understand me. Another picture, selfie. <laughs> Look, I'm so sad. Plus, we're tired of Instagram. I'm up, look at me, I just woke up. I'm eating breakfast, keep that to yourself. Know what your parents wanna see on Instagram? I got a job, let me take care of that electrical bill. Take that picture, hold the bill in your hand. I got the mortgage this month. Come on, y'all. How awesome was that, man? That was one of my favorite events we have done in the history of the Simple Church. And it had that 70s vibe to it as well. And speaking of that 70s vibe, how about this picture right here, son? You're talking about Christmas 1974. There is me and my brother. I got the cowboy outfit on. Still faithful to the cowboys. My brother doing GQ with that sweater on, looking smooth right there. But it was all about having a good time at Christmas and enjoying that. And I had to give you a little bit of flashback right there. So thank you for watching it. Thank you for having a little fun with it. Because trust me, when you talk about the 70s, knowing I know just a little bit about it. But we also, in that series, talked about all the fun growing up in the 70s. And we thought we understood what a funky Christmas was in 2013. But let's go ahead and keep it real now. Over the last few years... It keeps getting funkier and funkier and funkier. You're exactly right. It's been rough over the last few years. So we thought it was crazy back then. But there has to be, if we're being honest, and this is what we talked about back then, but I really want to freshen it up talking about it right now. There has to be an answer to all of this funk that we're going through. Because you know how the holidays can be. Man, it's sometimes it's depression, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's addiction. And all this funk just keeps getting on you and piling up on you. You're going, man, come on, give me an answer to all this stuff that we're going through. Help me survive it. Well, the answer is found in a very funky place, and we see it a lot. Matter of fact, it's on your mantle probably right now, or maybe even your entryway of your house. It looks just like this. That's right. It's that old nativity scene. This was back in the 70s, 1970 Sears model. Uh, for me, in my house, we actually moved on into the modern generation and went with the inflatable, son. That's what I'm talking about. Back when we lived in Stockwell, that was every Christmas. We put it up in the front yard. The kids loved it and wanted to see it. And then I ran across this one. It's, kind of, it's really kind of funny. This is the superhero nativity. Oh, yeah, son. You got Batman in there. You got Spider-Man. People are crazy. They have a lot of fun with this nativity because in our culture, we see them everywhere. But there is one that you will never, ever forget. Uh, it's one of the ones that's really kind of challenging for us all. It's called the living nativity. In our area, there's a few places you can drive through and you can experience that. But Simple Church, we kind of stay away from that. And there's one reason why, because you never know what's going to happen. And sometimes it can get funky, get a little dangerous as well. Don't believe me? Watch this. Two-year-old girl goes into the manger, picks up the baby Jesus and starts dancing. This little girl, the dancer, she's supposed to be a sheep in this play. <laughs> 
you know, which is not part of her role to be dancing with baby Jesus. And so the little girl playing Mary went snatched the baby back, back in the manger you go, but then it got a little dicey, okay? A little bit of a struggle after it got put back in there. Challenger takes it back out of there. The sheep got the baby again. This video has now been viewed online at least 5.4 million times. This is what happens when a living nativity gets out of control. Police had to chase after a cow that broke free in Philadelphia this morning. A 911 call alerted them to the escaped cow. Now, someone called to report the cow wandering on I-95 in the wrong direction. Officers quickly realized the cow named Storming was from a living nativity scene right outside a local church. I can't help but laugh. It is scary. It is dangerous. But the reason I laugh so hard is my boy, Ray Rainey, right here at the Simple Church when we were First Baptist Bossier uh, back in the day, he actually rode a camel in to the service, looked just like that. And truthfully, that camel almost did the exact same thing. It fell over as it kneeled down, and we thought it was going to dump Ray into the audience, but thank God nobody was hurt, uh, and we had a lot of fun with that with that memory. But that's why we don't do living nativities, but either way, the nativity is still an answer. It's a reminder for everything that we're going through. It is a reminder that Jesus is with us in the middle of the mess. And this is what I want you to remember. You got some stuff going on in your family. You got some stuff going on this time of year. It's funky around the house. You're kind of working through all your issues. You're not alone. But here's the great news. When you see a nativity, I don't care if it's a living nativity, one on your mantle. Man, I don't care if it's a meme that you see on your phone. Remember this, that every time you see this, Jesus is with us. Not only that, it is a reminder of his mess, all the stuff that he's going through. It's a reminder that he knows. He knows your mess. He knows my mess. He knows everything that's going on because Jesus stepped out of his world and into our world. And let me go ahead and give you something, all right? Here's Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. This is a reminder that Jesus understands us. That is what the nativity is all about. It is a reminder that he knows what it is to walk through this life that we're going through. He wanted to live with us in the middle of everything that's going on so that we would have a God who would not be distant, but he could truly remind us on a daily basis. I've been there, and I will help you get through this. And as we walk through all the things that we're challenged with, this time of year particularly, I want you to slow down a little bit and remember why he came. He came for us. He came to give us hope. He came to help us through all the funky stuff, the messy stuff that we're going through. And this video does a great job of reminding us of exactly what it was all about when he came from heaven to earth. Watch this. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and she laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. God had this messy plan. 
a plan to save the world. And to do that, he was gonna send his son. Where does the God of the universe send his son? Where, where, where does the King of Kings and Lord of Lords come? To a barn, a stable, a, a manger of all places. Certainly no place fit for a king. But then again, this wasn't any ordinary king. When I say it was messy, I mean messy. It, it was a barn, a stable, right? So you've got animals and animal stuff, manure, mud, a pitiful place for people, much less a place for the king of kings to be born. Why would God do that? Well, I can't tell you for sure, because Isaiah explains to us that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. But that same prophet, 400 years before Jesus was born, said, all we like sheep have gone astray, each of us to our own way, and that he has laid our iniquities on him. You see, Jesus came to a messy place. Oh, yeah, a barn, a manger, that's messy. But he came to a messy world. Why? Because the shepherd was coming to take care of the sheep, to prepare a way for them to go home. That's what a shepherd does. He lives where the sheep are. He sleeps where they sleep. He eats where they eat. It got Jesus in trouble. Why did Jesus eat with sinners? Because that's what the shepherd does. An angel appeared to the shepherds in the field and said, this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger, a sign. You ever wondered what that sign was? A sign for what? Maybe a sign that Jesus is accessible to everyone. A sign that the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills can relate to a homeless person. Because Jesus never had a home, never had a place to rest his head. Maybe it was a sign that God would have nothing to do with the social status of mankind. A sign that he detests the splendor of humans because it's not worthy of him. But it was a sign for us that we should follow suit. In fact, the Apostle Paul later on would write, we should have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. Although he was the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but that he made himself nothing, becoming a servant, being made in human likeness, a servant. You see, being a servant is, is messy. And Jesus set this incredible example for us. I mean, he got down on his knees and he washed feet. The God of the universe, the God who deserved the best of everything, got on his knees. He's the God who came to the world and was laid in a manger, a feed trough of all places. Why such a messy place? Because he was following a messy plan. So needless to say, that very first Christmas was dirty. It was grimy, it was, it was filthy. <laughs> but thank God it was. Because without it, what a mess we'd be in.
What an amazing video. What a great reminder. And when I think about how Jesus came to this earth, I think about this scripture right here. It's a reminder that God is with us. The virgin will conceive a child and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That God would choose to send his son and come into our world in the middle of all of the other junk to show us that he loved us, that he cared about us. And not only did he step in, he stepped in and served. And that's why I'm proud of you. Many of you this morning, you're driving to your place of service, you're going to help, you know, whether it's Common Ground or the Rescue Mission, so many great organizations in our community. Maybe you're even going to Walmart this morning and you're getting ready to buy some toys and help the Shop of the Cop program, the Common Ground Hub, all of these great organizations. Why do we do that? Because it's just a little reminder of what Jesus did for us. He gave, he came into the mess, and he showed us that he loved us. Speaking of love, i got to tell you, in our family, we love some nativities. Uh, one of our favorite things to do is when I travel around the world, I collect them and I bring them back to our house. And at Christmas time, we put them up. And we have one from Rwanda and Honduras and Haiti. And it's just a beautiful reminder that once again, Jesus is with us. He is in the middle of everything that we're going through. And you already know a little bit about my wife. If you watched the Silver Church at all, especially in the last year, she's had a lot of love for donkeys as well. And we have them in our nativities. Matter of fact, for my 23rd anniversary, this is what she brought. You go back and watch that pre-show just a few months ago. There it was. She was bringing a live donkey onto the set. But I don't want any kids or anybody else to get confused about this. As much as I love nativities and as much as we love all these animals, the nativity is not about the animals it is literally about the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth to be with us. From birth to death, he lived his life with people and for people. Yes, it's true he was born in a messy place with animals surrounding him, but it was not about the animals. It was because he truly loved us. And we all know this. It's not just about the symbolism of the mess that he stepped into uh, as far as where he was born. We know that people are messy. Sometimes it's family, sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's circumstances, and it might even be things that are going on in your life right now that are just, man, a little ugly, a little difficult. Well, the nativity reminds us of three things, and I want to share them with you before we go. Number one, as difficult as that may be, this is one reason we also take Sundays off so that you can serve with your family. That's right. I want you to be with your family today. I hope that you put them in the car. I hope that you called some of your friends because maybe your families are, are really your friends. And you're saying, hey, man, let's come together and let's go and serve. Let's go eat lunch together. Maybe you got some shopping to do. Maybe you're going to Walmart to help out these organizations. Or maybe you're getting some family things done. But this is what I've learned. Games, all of the things that we do, shopping, eating, games, these traditions are new. And maybe, just maybe, you serving through the month of December with your family, with your friends, is going to be a new tradition for you. That you left the comfort of the church, you left the comfort of your home, and you went out to where it's a little messy. It's a little funky. And why did you do it? To be like Jesus, to serve like him. It's easy to be in the same house and not be home. So let's go ahead and address that. You go, what are you talking about, Justin? Man, I got three teenagers, really a 20-year-old, and then two teenagers. And we all are busy. 
And so one of the beautiful things about a day like today is that we can all be in the same house, but we're really not all there together. So when you go out and serve on a day like today, you get to be in the car, you get to be involved in a project where you all can be present and you can enjoy it. So this Christmas, today's just one example. Next Sunday, we're going to be out skating, having a little ice skating fun and packing new manna boxes right there at the Hearst Coliseum. Come as a family. Bring your family and your friends and come together. Why? Because when you do this, it's focused time away from the computer, the phone, the TV. All of those things are going on. And you can go, let me put all that aside and just enjoy spending time together. Now, when I thought of this whole idea, I ran across a funny uh, Saturday Night Live skit where I think they do a better job even of me today reminding us how easily we can get distracted in the modern technology that's around us. And as a result, we can miss Jesus. So here's a little reminder for you. Might make you laugh too. Watch. We really need to get started, okay? People are going to be here soon. So, okay, so let's move the donkey back. And you two need to get behind the baby Jesus. Everyone looking down adoringly at the baby Jesus. Okay, everyone's so good. Oh, oh, excellent. Okay, very, very good. Good. Um, looking down, could you two look down at the baby Jesus? Come on, how awesome is that? You have a teenager at home, maybe you can do the same thing. And I wish it was that easy. I could just take their phone, their computer, and put it down and get them to put their eyes on Jesus. We know it's not always that simple, but it's a reminder to have a little fun with it, but also to enjoy the family time, enjoy your friend time, but let's keep our eyes on him as you're out today serving and as you're out trying to figure out how to get through this crazy holiday season. Don't miss Jesus in the midst of it. Number two. Be with those who are without. If you're going to survive this holiday season, of course you want to be with your family and your friends and be in the moment, turn your phones off and enjoy that time. But you also want to push yourself a little bit to be with people who don't have as much as us. That's exactly why we're doing what we're doing today. It's another little push. It's another little urge to get out of your comfort zone to move where the mess is. You already know this, but the shepherds, that's what they did. They were on the outskirts of society, and they were invited to Jesus' birth. Why? It's another reminder of Jesus' heart. It's a funky, dirty, messy situation, but Jesus' message from the very beginning was simple. Come on, I want you to be involved in this moment that will change the world forever. All are invited. Yes, there were kings, but there were also these shepherds who were on the outskirts, the ones that many times get overlooked and forgotten. Jesus had them there at that moment to remind us all. He has a heart for those that are left out. So here's my challenge to you. Why don't you invite your funky bunch? That's right. All you new kids on the block, you may have a funky bunch. Bring them on in because December the 12th, you have an opportunity to invite your friends who may be on the outside to feed, serve, and skate. When we do Nomana and we're packing food for people in Haiti, you get to enjoy. Santa Claus is going to be there. You also get to skate for free. The mud bugs are going to be there. It is a great chance 
to reach out to people and do church a little bit differently and remind them that, man, they have a place that they can feel at home. And it doesn't matter what they're going through. Maybe you have a friend that's going through divorce. Maybe you have a friend in a messy situation. This is a perfect environment to bring them to because it's going to be a ton of fun and we're helping other people. We're taking the focus off of ourselves and solving a problem of people that are around the world that are hungry, our friends in Haiti. So come and be a part of it. Mark your calendar and invite somebody to come with you. Now, if you need a reminder of what Jesus said about this and how important it was, look at Luke chapter 14. It says, the next time you put on an event, don't just invite your friends and your family, then your rich neighbors, the kind of people who will return the favor. Here it comes. Here's the punchline. Invite some people who never get invited out. Think about it. Who is it? The misfits from the wrong side of the tracks. I love the message translation. Then you'll be a blessing and you will experience a blessing. They won't be able to return the favor, but the favor will be returned. Oh, how it will be returned, he says, at the resurrection of God's people. What God is saying, he said, I'm going to bless you. When you take the time to invite somebody who's overlooked or forgotten, maybe sometimes that really gets pushed to the side, and you say, hey, man, I'd love for you to come and skate free with our church. Man, we got a big event coming up. We'd love for you to go and be with Santa and have a great time. You can do it by simply extending that invitation to them, so don't miss it. It's going to happen right here in Shreveport Bossier on December the 12th. We're also going to be asking if you're able to, if you have a little money, bring a toy with you on that day as well. Why are we doing that? Because we're going to serve people who need that encouragement as well. We're going to work with Shop with a Cop in both Shreveport and Bossier. You can make a little monetary donation if that's easier for you. And we're going to give this toys and these gifts to people that are struggling, who are in the middle of some messy situations. We're going to work with Common Ground as well, the Hub, some great organizations through this Christmas. So when you come to Skate, it is free. But if you got a little extra money and you want to buy a toy and bring it with you, it's a great opportunity to do that. So we hope that you will invite somebody and come and be a part. Invite those people that really maybe get overlooked or forgotten. They don't have a church home and they're looking for something to do because this is a great way to do it for free. Don't feel obligated if you ain't got the money right now. Just come on in and enjoy it. All right? Number three, it's also a challenge for us to be with Jesus. The nativity reminds me. Not only did you see the shepherds there, not only was the family of Jesus there, it is also this reminder that most importantly, to focus some time looking at and spending time with Jesus. So tonight, I hope you'll come. You go, what do you mean tonight? I thought you said that, you know, we're not really doing anything. We're out serving today. Well, I got good news for you. December 5th, right now, 6 p.m. tonight, you can have a worship night. That's exactly right. We're going to be in the back of Bojack's Craft House. And why are we doing this? Because it is going to be an amazing night where all of the distractions are pushed away. And you can focus on worshiping Jesus. We're going to take communion tonight. We're going to have a great time with family and friends. And also, when it's all over in the end of the night, we're going to have s'mores, man. We're going to have some great music, great time with family and friends. Uh, open fire so you can cook some s'mores and make some memories with your family and your friends. Another great invite. Come on out, and we would love for you to be a part at 6 o'clock tonight. Our challenge really is simple. Make room for Jesus this year. And tonight is going to be one of those moments where you're doing exactly that. You're making room for Jesus, for you, for your family, and something that you will not want to miss. Joshua 1.9 says this, Do not be frightened and do not be worried, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I don't know what you're going through. 
I don't know how busy, how crazy this season is for you, but if you're going to survive, you need to know. Don't get too worried, man, I'm telling you. Don't be frightened. Don't be scared. We have a promise from Jesus himself. Tonight will be a reminder as we worship him, as we get away from the distractions and our worries and let that go. We understand that God is with us. Four words that changed history and can change your life as well. This video is another reminder for us all. Enjoy. Christmas. It means many different things to many different people. But if you condense the many meanings of Christmas down to just one simple truth, you'll always end up with four words. Over and over and over again. Four words. God is with us. The holy God of Israel, wrapped warmly in humanity, is crying real tears in a real city with real parents who are trying their best to take it all in. God is with us. He's on our planet, on our countryside, in our manger. Emmanuel, the very name the angel speaks, is now given to Jesus because God is with us. Fast forward 2,000 years. The four words that changed history can now change us. Those four words are the only words that can bring meaning to the deepest places of our hearts. For the woman whose husband walked out on her and who continually struggles to pick up the pieces. For the elderly couple who can no longer care independently for themselves and who must now rely on the care of others. For the man who watches as all of his friends get married off and who painfully wonders if there's any woman out there who will ever take an interest in him. person who is seeking truth and looking hard at Jesus as a possibility. You are not alone. You never have been and you never will be. Because God in Christ wrapped himself in human flesh, stepped out of eternity and into time, and chose a cave in Bethlehem to communicate one simple abiding truth. God is with us. And those four words have the power and the beauty to change every waking moment. What a beautiful, beautiful reminder. I don't know how you got to our service today. I don't know if a friend told you about it or you're going to serve and you decided to go ahead and watch a message. I hope you know it's for you. The message is very simple. God came for our mess. He came for all the stuff that we don't want to talk about many times, the things we even hide, that Jesus knows and he loves us anyway. He knows about mess. He knows about funky situations that you may be in. And he is here to help walk us through, to forgive us, to give us a fresh start, a new beginning. And there's no better time than the beginning of December to make that decision so we can move forward. Would you pray with me? Father, as they're watching online, I pray that they would know this message is for them. I thank you, Jesus, that you came out of heaven. You came to this earth in the middle of the most unlikely situations. As the king, you could have come in in any way, but you decided to come into a messy stable with animals and shepherds surrounding that really were messy just of themselves. 
And yet there you were reminding us that you were not intimidated by our mess. That you would not only begin your ministry there, it got even more messy as you walked through people's lives and circumstance after circumstance. And then the messiest of all situations, the cross. That you would shed your blood, that you would go through all of that for us so that we could have a fresh, new life, a new beginning. Lord, this Christmas, let someone know that you went to that stable, to that cross for us. And thank God, Jesus, that you did not stay on that bloody cross, man, that you went to that tomb when everybody said it was over and you rose again to give us hope today that in the midst of whatever we're going through, we can rise again as well that we can have hope and that we can make it. So if someone needs you today, I pray they would do exactly what you told us to do in your scripture. Admit that we've made mistakes. Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to come into my life and change me. Forgive me my sins and help me to have a fresh start, a new beginning. And you promised Jesus to meet them right there and change their life. Help us to make room for you this year, Jesus. Let it start now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I get an amen somewhere? Come on. I heard you. Yeah, I heard a few in here. Thank y'all for the helpers. I heard them in here as well. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you, and I'm proud of you. Thank you for watching the service online. But hey, guess what? Some of you are going, wait a second. Time out, Justin. We're out here working. We're trying to get all these projects done. Did I miss a Steve Hartman video? Did your associate pastor take a break this week? No, he did not. He sent us one just for you. That's exactly right. It is a reminder for all of you that are giving, that you're helping, and you're wondering, does it make a difference? Do you need some encouragement? Do you need a reminder that it matters? Well, watch this one right here, because this is next-level fun, but it is also a great reminder of who Jesus is and how he loves and gives to us. You ready? Associate Pastor, take it away. Steve? Ma'am, how are you doing today? You ready for Christmas? A lot of people ignore the homeless, but folks rushing past Moses today, Elder may regret their haste. It. Because this week, all people had to do was pay him some attention. Ladies! And he would pay them back in Benjamins. So there's $100 for you? You can imagine the shock. $100 for you. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's what Christmas is all about. Moses's mission was financed by Secret Santa. Merry Christmas to you, sweetie. The same anonymous wealthy <laughs> businessman who every year goes around the country handing out $100 bills to random strangers. Know what to do with this? But this holiday season, in addition to his normal giving, he came here to Phoenix. Good morning. Good morning. And recruited this most unlikely homeless elf. I want to enlist you to help me. Can we do that? <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, so, man. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. One. He gave Moses about $3,000 with the instruction to give it away to whoever he saw fit. I think this will be a, a joyful experience for him. You know, it's a myth that, you know, the homeless just take. From my experience, the people with the least give the most of what they have. We saw that too. Hey, come here for a minute. Come here. Danny McCoy put change in the cup, even though he has seven kids. And until this moment, here's $100 for you, sir, for showing your can heart. Had no idea how he was going to buy Christmas presents. I'm eternally grateful for, for what he did. 
you are looking for a job. And that's the kind of relief Moses brought to so many here. You had that for me. Most of those he blessed were strangers who just happened by. God bless you. But not all. We love you. Don't you ever forget that. He gave this guy from church $400. He gave this homeless mother of five $500. And remember, people appreciate you with your caring, giving heart that you take care of your kids the way you do. Thank you. Okay. Of course, in the end, Secret Santa also gave Moses some money to keep for himself. This here is a new beginning for me. But he says and, that uh, reward pales to the joy he received from helping others. <laughs> Today we changed a lot of people's lives, but I believe my life was changed the most. God bless us both. He says even when you're homeless, oh, it feels go. so much better to give yeah. than receive. Y'all don't know, I'm happier than y'all. You know, kindness is a bridge between all people. And so if you're ever down and you want to lift yourself up, go do something kind for somebody. Maybe that'll help you. It'll make you feel like way more than a hundred bucks. There you go. That's okay. Come on, y'all. How awesome is that? This is why I love Steve Hartman. That's why I love you. You're out there doing that right now. Giving back to the people in the community, and I think you know it's true. The more you give, the better you feel. So thank you for helping. And I want to remind you, all right, it is time for worship night tonight. Come and be a part of it tonight as well. We're going to have a great time. Communion will be there. You do not want to miss it. And then make sure you download our app as well because it's not just about worship night tonight. You got New Manna next week. We're going to serve, skate, have some fun, people. It's something you do not want to miss. So invite your friends and be a part of it. And then we got a wonderful service on December 19th and Christmas Eve. So there's a lot coming this December. Download the app and you will find it all. Look at right here, man. Everything's right there for you. Mark your calendars and we can't wait to see you. But tonight is the night. See you at 6 o'clock down at Bojack's. Click on our app for more information. Check out our website. And please send us an email. Communicate with us through the website. We'd love to hear your story and what's going on in your life. Thanks for helping again. And I will see you tonight. Until then, peace.